This is the Touchy Subjects Podcast. My name is Erin and I am your host. On this bonus episode, we're talking spirituality with Amanda Stedman, an intuitive mind and energy detox specialist, hypnotherapist, and Amazon number one best-selling author. Hope you enjoyed this episode. So today I'm here with Amanda Stedman, and we are going to be talking about spirituality. Now, I know, you know, in in the Christian world and growing up in church, we have been conditioned to think a certain way about spirituality outside of the Bible. And so today we're just going to have a really good conversation on how you can unpack this for yourself. Um, Amanda, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do, and how you arrived to where you are now on your journey. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Amanda Stedman. I'm originally from the UK, but I'm currently living in Mexico. Uh, I'm a globetrotter with my husband and two small children. And uh, I'm basically, I work with people to get rid of their blocks uh, mostly from the past in order for them to really create a future that they really love. And I've been doing this work for 22 years. It's taken me to lots of different places around the world. And I'm just, I'm still always amazed that when you work with someone, someone that's got, um, issues from the past, whether it's abuse or, um, certain things have happened to them or they've got these certain beliefs that something isn't right. And then within like an hour or a couple of hours, you can work with somebody and their whole world can just do 180 shift. It just amazes me the power of the brain and how, when you know how to change it effectively, the new programs go in. So basically I'm a, I'm a mind reprogrammer in, in simplest terms. And there's so many files that we hold as human beings that don't serve us. So we just need to go in, delete those and put new ones in. And that's been my job for 22 years and it's very effective. It's very simple. And I absolutely love my job. Um, the reason I went on this path is when I was 20, uh, and I'm, I'm 50 next year, uh, my mum died of ovarian cancer. And from that moment, I wanted to find out what were the circumstances that led to that death. And so I went on this journey around the world and spoke to lots of teachers, did a lot of self-development and realized that our mind can create certain things. So at the time, my mom was told by a psychologist after her sister died of ovarian cancer, oh, well, I hope you enjoy the time you have left, Mrs. Stedman. And so that thought, that throwaway comment by that psychologist went into my mom's subconscious. And within six months of that, she developed full-blown ovarian cancer. So I've done a lot of research uh, also with doctors, Dr. Joe Dispenza and Dr. Bruce Lipton. Our genes do not dictate our future. Your environment that, you're, that is around you dictates your genes. It's not set in stone. You can actually change your genes. So with that in mind, plus the computer programming, basically <laughs> there's a lot of opportunities that are open to us and we don't need to be stuck in a particular path or a belief that doesn't serve us. Um, we came here to this planet to experience love and joy. And that's what our purpose is here, to experience love and joy. And whatever gets in the way of that, you need to figure out how to get rid of that and really go into that joy. Because when you get into that vibration, and it's been proved scientifically now, then your life just works. Your health is better. Your life is better. Your income is better because you're just really happy with everything that you have and everything that you are. 
And I've learned, especially in my later years, that it's more about being than doing. And that's the biggest thing I've learned. The less I've done, the more abundance that's come in. The less I've done, the more happy I am. I always used to be a bit of a workaholic. Um, my husband and I, we've been together 18 years. And when we first got together, you know, we set up a company and we we're doing 14 hours a day, seven days a week. So I've done that. I've done the, the heavy success thing. And, uh, and I'm the other end of it now, which is, you know, very much that, uh, you know, we're going to talk about spirituality, but the spiritual side, it was very much about observing. So instead of being on the judgment side, I'm very much observing people, sending everyone love and observing, you know, the trees, the nature, what's going on in the world without getting emotionally upset by it or getting engaged to an extent where I really let my emotions go down. So it's a, it's a very unique position to be in after 22 years of study. <laughs> I meditated for hours. And so everything that I've learned that 22 years, I've incorporated into my work to help people really get to that point of being happy and aligned now, for some of you, that's going to mean uh, aligned, I'm going to use the word divine, aligned to the divine. And by that, I mean that overall power that connects us to the earth, to the heavens, that goes through us. We are energetic beings. And that's, again, been psychically proven. We are electrical energetic beings. So our energy is, is sent out and we are capable of healing ourselves as well as healing others. So we know that Jesus was a healer. And we have that power within ourselves. So I want people to know that we can do a lot of work ourselves. But sometimes if those files are stuck in your head, you can't do it alone. You do need someone like myself or another another person to be able to get in there and really do the digging and eliminate what you don't need. I'm a trained hypnotherapist. So hypnotherapy has, is an amazing tool for you to just laser focus into where the challenges are and be able to change those files in literally minutes or hours. So it's very powerful in the right hands. So it's been an amazing journey. I got to uh, meet Erin on a, a couple of uh, uh, summits that I spoke on. So that's how we managed to get connected. And I'm just really pleased to be here today to connect with Erin's audience and hopefully give some kind of message that is going to really resonate with you and help you move forward in a much lighter and gracious way. Right. Now, my experience with you, I was having panic attacks daily and, um, I went from having them daily for about six months to I have not had one since my session with you. And Thank so you. I'm delighted. So <laughs> I'm delighted. That, that, that's a, I tell everybody about you. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about the spiritual side. One question I had is what is energetic clearing? Is it like magic? Is it witchcraft? How does this work? Okay. Um, there's kind of, I would say two parts of it. I use something called the mind genie method, which is something that I've developed over the last 22 years. So the first part is the mind. And I know you can ask me a question about neuro-linguistic programming, uh, in a, in a moment. Neuro-linguistic programming is a set of languages and language techniques to elicit certain images within the brain. Now our subconscious works in images. So with hypnotherapy, um, again, it's using the subconscious, which works in, in images. So when I'm healing somebody, the first part I will always do is I will go in and I will, I will tune in energetically because we have an energetic field. So I will tune into an energetic field and then I will verbally communicate with your subconscious and subconscious is borderline soul. They kind of go together and you communicate with the subconscious and ask it to do certain things. So your subconscious is a computer. So I will ask it to do certain visual things going back into the past 
and visualizing certain things which bring up certain emotions that are attached to that, that memory. And then what I do is I take that memory and I take the negative part of that memory and then we put in something positive. So we're technically changing the history records in your mind. Now, this doesn't change who you are. It doesn't suddenly make you a cat and want to meow or anything like that. It just gets you um, free of emotions that are attached to images in your subconscious brain because your subconscious is a memory bank. So first of all, we do the what I call the, the mental or the subconscious side. So we will clear out the files that are in the brain. At the same time, what tends to happen is I will call in entities or entities will be there. We all have certain guides. We have um, certain frequencies that your body will work at. And depending on how, how what your frequency is at, you will call in particular guides. For some people um, I've worked with, angels come in, Jesus has come in, Mother Mary, um, and sometimes uh, relatives will come in. Or sometimes it will be guides that we, we don't know, but they have a message to pass on or they're just there to, to take part in the healing process. They will work at a psychological level as well. And sometimes I will get messages for the person or the person will get messages or images or things when I'm working with them that are specific to them from those entities. Every session is completely different. And then what I do is um, I channel something called light language. So for many Christians, you might call that speaking with tongues. And it's um, I just close my eyes and I kind of tune into the divine. And then this language comes through me. And that language has a specific frequency that heals the person that does things on a psychological and a physical level that changes their energy and their vibration. So it will clear out certain things they don't need and it will go to areas where the healing is needed. So I'm not consciously sending it to certain places in the body when that language comes out because it resonates at a particular level. It will go where it's needed, either psychologically or physically, along with the energy that's coming from the guides. So it's all, if you look at it from a physics point of view, it's all different frequencies working on the body at different frequencies. So it's very, it's very exciting. And there's certain graphs now that you can prove that when you're healing somebody, things light up. There's a connection. This part goes purple and connects up to the brain. One of my favorites, Joe Dispenza, um, when you meditate, you get to a certain level where the brainwave drops, you, you're, you go into gamma, which connects to divine, and you can actually see the physical healing in the body. So it's being proven scientifically now. You can't deny it, um, which obviously makes my job a lot easier when you're talking to people. You can wrap it up in scientific terms. So essentially, that's what's happening. We are changing the frequency of the files that are stored in the brain, which emotions, because every emotion is a frequency. So if I'm going into the past and I'm making you bring up anger, that's going to bring up a certain frequency. Then we twist that frequency. We put a positive um, emotion in, which brings it up to a different frequency. So you're basically flushing out all those negative memories um, and energies and emotions that are attached to only a memory. Remember, all those things are only a memory in your head. Those things are not happening to you anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good chance to basically flush all of that out. So it's a mixture to me. Because I'm connecting to the divine, that to me is spirituality. I believe that this force is bigger and greater than us. Um, before, I, before we started the recording this, I told you that I was actually brought up Christian. I was brought up in the Church of England. So I was Christian until my early teens. And then when I lost my mum at 20, obviously religion went out the window for me because I, mm -hmm. I didn't forgive God for taking my mum away. And it was very hard for me. But uh, Jesus does come through and so does Mother Mary. So I can tell you hand on heart as a logical businesswoman beforehand, very structured, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, when you go through this work and you see what is possible, and what is on, let's call it the other side, it, it, it's phenomenal. And it, it always blows my mind because I was, again, a very logical 
everything in a box person. And now I realize it's not like that. Everything blends. The religions blend. All the religions signify love. There's different entities that come down from all different religions. And the bottom line is they are here to love us. They are here to nurture us. They're here to heal us. And exactly the same message that Jesus came and all the other um, prophets is we are energetic beings and we have a connection to the divine, whether we like it or not, 24-7. It's always there. And we've got to remember that we can always ask for help. We can heal ourselves. And there is that always that connection. So for me, what I do, it there is that spiritual part but then you have that physical scientific part, which is the process that I follow to do the hypnotherapy. That is very logical. And so to me, that's very scientific. And then again, on the vibrational side, if you're just looking at it from an energy and vibration point, for me, that's science. So you've got the science, the medical, logical, and then you have that spirit, which is really those beings coming in to help and coming through me to to give that person what they need. So it's it's a real mix, Erin, actually. It's hard to just you know categorize it all. Um, separately. It all blends together. You can't put it in a box. And I think, I mean, it's just so yeah. fascinating. Like, I, I think that's what intrigues me the most is I think because I was raised in such a evangelical Christian home, um, this is all very new to me. And so mm-hmm. learning about this, it's opening up my eyes. It actually, I think it's opening up my heart too. Um, it's, you know, it, I think it's making me a little bit more empathetic, less judgy, like what you were talking about. I, I don't think I judge anymore because I think I, I, I don't know. I can't explain it, but I just know that I don't do it, and I, I love it. I, I like the energy that I'm starting to acquire, um, and I know that some people have a hard time separating spirituality from religion. For you, what is the distinction between the two? That's one of the biggest questions I get as I start to tell people about my spiritual journey. So an expert like you, you might have a better answer than I do. (laughs) For me, because obviously, like I said, I was brought up Christian. Um, You know, I always had that feeling of, oh, you know, God's watching. Um, And now they are watching all the time. They're there all the time. You're never alone. Um, So I've still got that kind of feeling. but for me, the message when they come through, it's always love. It's always pure love, unconditional love. And as I said, the, the thing that I know that a lot of us got there through prayer and meditation um, uh, from the religious side, but also on the spiritual side, you can also get there through meditation. Um, and I think the biggest distinction for me is, and I could be getting myself into hot water here, is for me, religion is always, it, it's very boxed. It's you must do this. Everything is written. Everything is a rule. Um, whereas to me, spirituality, and again, I'm generalizing, spirituality is much more free. It's you are love and you are loved without any dogma. So it's, you don't have to go to church every Sunday. And if you don't go to church every Sunday, then you're not going to be loved. That's not what I've experienced from them. You could be the worst criminal in the world and they will still come down and heal you. Um, I know, I know you're like, whoa. Um, no, that's, I mean, that's cool. From my experience, from my experience communicating with them, I haven't heard them ever mention anything about hell. Um, all that they talk to me about is we're here to learn specific lessons, whatever they are, whether you're a, a bad person or a good person, then in, in comes in judgment. Whatever you are, whatever you do, once you go over, you aren't actually judged. That's 
the feedback that I'm getting from them. They love you no matter what. They want you to forgive yourself because you're always, you, you come down here to learn specific lessons and sometimes you come down here and you're a saint and sometimes you come down here and you're not a good person. And there's some kind of judgment when you go up, but it's not the hell and damnation that I've been brought up to believe as a, as, as a Christian. It's a very benevolent, forgiving love that is just unbounded. So when I get into very deep meditation, I go into that kind of gamma state. All I, I just feel is absolute bliss, the absolute connection to the divine. And it's such a beautiful, just encompassing energy that you just know that there's more to this than just what's, what's in the Bible or what's in the Quran or those other things. All those prophets came down and they all spoke to us about love. Now, obviously, we've got to have guidelines. No one wants to kill and the Ten Commandments and a lot of the information that we get was really important. And I know as a teenager, I'd be throwing through my Gideon's Bible on uh, different <laughs> things at the back. I was, oh, I, you know, I'm jealous. So then you go to, and it was, I found it really good as a guideline. And I think a lot of religion are great guidelines but I don't think you should be killing other people for it. That's not what they, that's not what I get from them. They just get, I just get unconditional love and they want everybody to love each other. And they get very frustrated because not everyone's loving each other down here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they get frustrated. Um, so for me, I think um, religion is, is, a, is a good set of guidelines if it's teaching you to love each other and to respect yourself. And spirituality to me, it just, it has less restrictions. And I think as a human being, where love is borderless. So that really, to me, it was easier for me to go to the spiritual side because it was borderless and I didn't have to do certain things to be loved. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but like I said, I got a lot from being on the religious side as well. So I can see both sides. And again, I'm going to circle four around again. It really is. They just, they, it's about love. So those, that's to me what is what bridges both of those things. The religion and the spirituality is love for self and love for the other human being. That's to me what it comes down to. I think for me, I mean, I still have my faith. Sometimes I think I don't identify as Christian. I identify as a Christ follower mm -hmm. um, because I think in the current culture and landscape, I don't know if I want to be associated with Christians um, because they don't love. In fact, it feels like all they do is hate and for me, I don't want to be associated with that. I have two rules, love your neighbor and do no harm, which it sounds like that's pretty much what uh, all of the entities are telling you. So I'm glad it exactly, aligns. Exactly the same. Love, love, yeah. Love your, love yourself and love thy neighbors as thyself. It's, it's, it's the same advice I get through and self-love. Self-love seems to be the number one thing when they come through. It's it, nine times out of 10. It's you really need to love yourself more and also let the love in. A lot of people um, don't let that love in. You have all this love around you and you have these mm -hmm. beings, you have Jesus and everyone, and they want to love you um, and people don't let it in. And I know we talk a lot about letting Jesus into our heart and it's really true because uh, the heart is one of our biggest energy centers. So when you're setting intentions, uh, the pineal gland is what I call the transmitter from a scientific point of view. That's where your prayers and your intentions with God will go as well into the pineal gland and out um, into the, I'm going to say the quantum field or the divine, the quantum field for scientists and, and the divine for us as people between both sides. And the heart energy, this is the magnet. So when you've got your love up to such a level, you know when you feel just so much love for the world and your chest is out and you can just feel your heart beating and you really feel connected to the world, that is your heart. That's a, 
that's magnetizing uh, positive energy and positive things to you. So if you can match up your heart energy with that brain energy and your intentions, that's when the world really starts to change for you. So I think that, again, if we, we look in the, 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 the app that you looked at for the Bible, I'm pretty sure there's some things in there about matching and opening your heart to bring in, in your desires and also bringing you um, that, that joy and happiness that you're looking for. A lot of it is to that self-love and to keeping your heart energy really, really open and high. Again, that energetically, this is very strong and it will bring in what you need. And again, I've really learned that last three years to really open up my heart and match that with what we call brain coherence through the pineal gland and sending those intentions and those prayers out and connecting with the divine that way. That is very, very powerful. And if you're matching that with that real belief and love of yourself and the love of life, then that's when things really start to shift in your world. And they have done for me too. Well, they're definitely shifting for me and I am thankful for it. (laughs) Um, Keep that heart open, Erin. Keep that heart high and open. Listen, it's that's been a journey in and of itself um, because I don't feel like I was very good at accepting love. I was good at giving it, but mm-hmm. I think I had some negative connotations around accepting it. Um, and I think that was one of the things in our session together. I had a hard time surrendering. And I know that, you know, a lot of us that have experienced trauma at young ages we we have to be in control. And I think maybe that's the lesson that I'm learning right now is you are not in control. <laughs> um, I'll give you an example. Four weeks ago, I um, something happened with my car and it just stopped working. Turns out somebody hit it and I didn't even know about it. Um, like it just stopped working and I had to have it towed to a body shop. Today is the first day. I'm literally, after we get done recording this, I'm going to pick it up. It's been four weeks <laughs> that I've been without a car. Oh my gosh. And I, I literally, it just seemed like every block that tried to get in my way, just, you know, whether it be supply chain issues or it was, you know, the body shop couldn't fit me in to a certain time frame or whatever it was. Um, it was one of those things where I just felt like, okay, so what am I supposed to learn out of this? And it just started coming to me. You're not in control. And so once I realized that that was kind of the test, in the situation, I just kind of let it go and I'm okay with it. Like, it's so strange because I think had this happened to me like three years ago, I'd be losing my mind. But now I'm just like, okay, I guess I don't have a card that today and I'll just figure it out. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy how just some little pivots in your brain can do such an amazing thing in your life I just and, and it I, shows I, that you were okay isn't it and you were okay and I and survived you? you're okay <laughs> and you survived yeah. so it's all good so for people that were raised in fundamentalist Christian environments like myself um, this may conflict with their theology um, I have a few narratives that I'd like to get your response on um, okay. One of them, which I think we've already kind of touched on, if Jesus is the healer, why would we need angels to heal us? It's a team thing. Jesus is amazing, um, but he he comes as part of a team. And uh, just like I suppose, where, you know, we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, it, it's it's part of the team. 
So from what I've seen and, and experienced, uh, yeah, Jesus, he's never come on his own. He's always, he's been with his mum. Um, or the angels come down separately and they don't come down with him. The angels just come down separately. I'd love to say maybe he's too busy, <laughs> but he's omnipresent. So I think, you know, there's a lot of healing going on and I'm, I'm sure he's at 20 million places at the same time. Cause that's allegedly how it works. It's very complicated when you start to get into quantum physics. Um, so that would be my, my, my response that he is, yeah, he is very much part of a team and the more, um, energies that you have together, the, what I've experienced is it's more powerful. The more people you have, the more powerful it is. Um, I've been to um, retreats where there's 1,400 people in a room and the and vibration has got to such a height that some of my friends that can see certain things have seen entities in the room. Wow. I mean, that's the, yeah, uh, I, I, I could feel things, but I, I'm, I'm more of a clairsentient, clairauditory. I'm not so much of a clairvoyant. I don't, I don't see them as much. Only when I'm tuning in specifically with my eyes closed, but my friends who are have different skill sets could see different entities when the vibration of um, those 1,400 people meditating at such a high level, then it's easier for the, the entities to come down because they are vibrating at an extremely high level. Um, so you have to be at a certain level for them to be able to come down to you, if that makes sense from a, from a physics point of view. Wow. That's I know, really again, cool. I only learned this the last couple of years. I was just doing my thing. And then the more you start to look at the science of it and, and getting big numbers together, the same with when you have big prayer groups, when you have big church communities together, that energy together is, is very powerful, even, you know, not being entities, that the human energy together uh, and human intention. I'm in a healing group of about 40 people, and we've been doing a lot of healing um, for people and because our energies are connected if you look think of us as a, a great big internet grid network plugged into to god then when we all connect together again our hub becomes it kind of becomes more strong more powerful uh, and then it's much easier to heal and <laughs> yeah that's yeah again just just in my experience so uh, yeah i think jesus he's very strong by himself, but when his mum comes in and and got some other uh, some of those beautiful angels that come in, it's a lot more powerful. Teamwork makes the dream work, right? So, yeah, yeah. Seriously, seriously. So, when speaking and working with angels to heal, are we then worshiping them? That was actually something that a friend of mine asked. So, uh, I wanted to pose that question to you. It depends. What do you, how would you how would you define worshiping? I think that a lot of Christians think that if we are idolizing, you know, praying to angels, asking angels for help, then that is idolizing them, thus worshiping them. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to circle back around to, I suppose, my, my last answer, which is uh, Jesus works in a team. And um, obviously at, at, at their level, they're not judging um you know, or she's, she likes me more than the other or worshiping. I, I don't think that's the case. I think at the end of the day, you know, they are people that love and people entities that love us unconditionally and want to help. And they're there to support us and we can call on them at any time. And that's why I think obviously prayer is something that comes through all the religions. That prayer is that dialogue um, in, in, in having that dialogue. And obviously the, the reactions that come back is, is, is the divine's answer. So I don't think it's worshiping them. They're, they're all they're all on the same team, um, 
unless, you know, you suddenly just got like a statue of Gabrielle and you just want to worship Gabrielle and it's all about Gabrielle. I mean, that that's taking it to the extreme. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is, you know, Jesus works with the angels. They, they are a team and they all have very similar powers in terms of uh, putting messages through, guiding us and healing us. So, um, no, I don't, I don't think Jesus, Jesus is so chilled out. He's like, he's just, <laughs> he just, he's so just, he's just, his love is just so overwhelming. It's so, so overwhelming. Sometimes I've done healings where I've just, the love is so much. I've ended up crying. I did one two, two weeks ago and there was so many entities in the room. I just, it was, the love was just overwhelming. I was just crying. So yeah, no, he just, he loves everybody. And he just wants to do his best with everybody and the angels are there to support him. And, but as I said, a lot of the time, the angels will come by themselves. Jesus isn't always present. So my answer to that is love the angels, love Jesus. They all love you. And then they're not, they're not <laughs> judging. It's a great response. Um, one more of these narratives I want to pose to you. Um, and this one we kind of talked about before I hit the record button, but um so, you know, you mentioned that you haven't been shown that there is a hell, but there are mm-hmm. dark forces. Um, and yeah. so by doing these healing practices, are we opening ourselves up to dark forces or spirits that, are, that have negative energies? I have to say, um, yeah, wherever there is light, there is dark. And what we get, we focus on. So most of the time, I don't focus on it. I know it's there and I know it's present. And as I said to you earlier, I personally have not experienced or or been shown or tapped into hell per se. I haven't seen Satan. I haven't seen any demons or anything like that. But I know sometimes when I work with people and I have, I, I do protection. I've been taught that, you know, if you are opening up your energies because it's an energy, yeah, there is negativity and some negative entities and forces. So when we, where we have positive angels, there's obviously negative entities out there as well, negative energy. Um, I've not studied it or gone down that route because I, I don't want to get into it, but I know that they mm-hmm. exist. I know for me personally, a couple of times when I've healed people and I haven't protected myself properly, I do certain things to protect my energy and I ask the angels to protect me as well. A few times I've rushed into a healing, not done it, and I have taken on that person's energy. And one time it was a, actually a very religious lady. I was in St. Martin and I held her hand throughout the whole healing. And she'd had an angel basically save her life uh, on this escalator thing. It's, it literally held her back from falling. And, um, and then she'd had, she'd had like, a, like a, a very bad back problem, like a, almost a frozen spine. And the next day I woke up and I could not move my back. I was completely frozen. I could not move my spine. And I was like, oh my God, I've taken on her energy. So I had to spend the whole day kind of clearing and healing to get rid of that energy. So I know for sure that I've taken on negative energy. Um, so I have to, I protect myself now with uh, all different kind of light things and, and ask the angels to come in and protect. So I know for sure I've taken on negative energy. In terms of us opening ourselves up, I think, yeah, again, you're going to get what you focus on. So if you're focusing on dark energy, if you're focusing on um, a lot of people are really into horror films and, you know, all that kind of bad stuff. If you're watching horror films and death and news 24 seven, then that is bringing your vibration down. Yeah. That is bringing mm-hmm. from a scientific point of view is bringing your vibration down. And if that's what you're focused on, like a lot of the world is focused on fear. You know, a lot of the media out there is fear. You're going to die. You've got to do this. Otherwise you're going to die. And that's the narrative right now. Yeah. 
that has weakened so many people's immune system and that has freed up a lot of negative entities to be out there. I know for me, I can feel the energy is a lot more heavy now than it was two years ago. So I have to work doubly hard to keep my energy at a particular level because there are dark forces out there. And I don't want, don't want to go down the conspiracy theory side, but what I will <laughs> tell you is, you know, there's a lot of forces out there that are not working for the better of humanity. They're not. And people like myself and a lot of people of us to group together and, you know, different religions as well, we are grouping together to keep it about love, not fear. That's my biggest message, message to people. There's so much fear out there. And that is that creates a lot of dark forces. The lady that did the, the Akashic thing, she, you know, she did tell me that um, and I, on Gaia, I'm, I'm a member of Gaia as well, a lot of these darker entities, which are not angels, um, like to feed off negativity and fear. So the more that we're focusing in that area, that feeds those particular types of entities which can cause problems around the world. So again, I'm very blinkered on the light, the light, the light. Um, <laughs> so I, I have to acknowledge, yes, there are dark forces there. If you are going to go down the Maccabre and, and, and start doing weird stuff, in that area, then yes, you're probably good. You can mess with, with negative entities and you probably can bring it upon yourself. I've brought it on myself with different healings where I've not protected myself properly. So my biggest advice for any of you that are going to go down that route or the healing route is make sure that your protection protocol is in place. And if you don't remember anything else, just ask the angels to come in and to protect you with their light while you're dealing with somebody else that is either possessed or has been abused as a child or any of those things, because it does carry a lot of heavy negative energy and you don't want to take that on you want that to go into mother earth who deals with it very very easily or you want to give it give it up and let them deal with it but you don't want to store it in your own energy field um for sure and you don't want to uh, magnify it either so yes um you can take things on so ask for protection and uh, yeah make sure you get the advice of someone if you're going to go down the healing route who really knows their um their protection protocol so you brought something up, which made me think of something else. Um, you know, I've been studying about like manifestation and, um, you know, some things I've learned from you and then from some other people, you know, basically the things that are in our subconscious manifest. And so like you were just mentioning, um, if you're putting in the news, if you're putting in some of those fearful tactics that we see through the television, that's what's going to manifest, right? Is that how that works? Um, if you're focusing on it all the time, then then yes. So I'm really careful what my children watch. I'm really careful what I watch. I don't listen to the news. Whatever I need <laughs> to know will get to me eventually. I don't watch the news. It's just it's just all, you know. I just don't believe it half of it. Um, so I'm just I'm in my little happy bubble most of the time, and I just believe that everything's going to be okay. I'm a little bit like Pollyanna. Um, and the more that I believe that and really feel it, and again, stay in that kind of unconditional love, no expectation, no judgment, just really be grateful for the moment, then everything tends to work out. Um, but sometimes, especially when, um, yeah, I went to a town recently, my husband's just been operated on, we went to a town that is actually very Catholic, um, very fearful, very traditional, very conservative, and the energy there was so heavy. Um, I had to make sure every day I was like meditating and bringing my energy back up. I could, I could feel it. Um, there's still, uh, there are state different to where I am. The state where I'm now is very touristic. No one wears masks here half the time. You know, they're very open. <laughs> this, this state has been open for the whole time of the pandemic and, um, only closed for three months and 
the curve has been pretty flat, which gives a pure example that if you just don't do anything at all, you're totally fine. There was like lockdown for three months in two years here and everybody's just carried on as normal because if the Mexicans don't work, they starve. Yeah, so you can see in my state that lockdowns, they didn't have any really. And life has gone on as normal, which shows, anyway, we won't go down that route. Well, I've lost my train of thought now. Where was I? Yeah, so in that town. And then obviously I got this eye problem while I was there. And I, I really believe this is because I, I didn't keep my energy up high enough. And my body was trying to say, you know, really self-care, really protect yourself because the energy here is very, very heavy. So for me personally, it's it's a constant and never-ending um, focus to keep my energy up. And as a human being, it's 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 not an easy job because there's so many things that, you know, there's a really big bill that comes in unexpectedly. Then both my children were sick today and then husband's, something's happening with his, you know, the whole thing, the, the poo hit the fan today. And I was like, right, come on, Amanda. <laughs> and we're seeing Erin soon, breathe. It's all going to be fine. And then I just look up and go, please, let's return to ease, grace, and flow. Big, deep breaths. And then I just go into gratitude for, oh, I've got a lovely dress today. And oh, my computer's working. And I go into like, complete gratitude for 10 minutes and then my my energy comes right back up again i'm like oh i'm back you know but it is it's not like i suddenly got to enlightenment and the you know it's as a human it's it's constant never-ending you know uh yeah work to stay in in that in that vibration okay so this is the last question and it's the easiest one what are some good resources if people want to learn more about this or if how can they reach you if they would like to talk to you? Well, the, the best way to get into contact with me is probably Amanda at amandastedman.com. So my website is amandastedman.com. And the other website that I have, which is just the Mind Genie method, is mindgenie.us. So those are two places that they, they can get hold of me. And uh, basically, you know, wherever you are in your life, wherever, whatever trauma you've experienced from from the past, basically I'm a, I'm a blockbuster. So I will get in there and I'll get rid of your blocks and we, en uh, we adjust your energy so that your vibration goes up from a scientific level and your, your brain is clear. You got rid of all those files that you don't need anymore. And as you've seen Erin, it just, it just changes the trajectory of your life forever for the positive. So I love what I do. Uh, clients find me most of the time. I just, you know, cause I'm the lighthouse, the magnet, people just find me. <laughs> So if anything I've said today has resonated with you, then please do get in touch. We can have a chat. And then if I'm right for you, we will definitely work together and I will change your life. Thanks for listening to the Touchy Subjects podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Touchy Subjects or join our Facebook group, the Touchy Subjects community. We also have a Buy Me a Coffee page if you would like to consider contributing to our show. If you love the show, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so that we can continue to bring you episodes that you love. Thanks for listening and see you next time.